0: I was just interviewed outside by a radio station and they asked what it looked like inside and I said, way more colorful than usual. (laughs) You look beautiful. It is so good to have you back. So the Bible is clear that we are to treat the stranger as one of us. But to be honest, look at history. That's easier said than done. Somebody say amen. The etymology of the word stranger says that all from the French estrange, from the Latin extraneous, meaning not belonging, meaning foreign. Moreover, treating the stranger as one of us goes against the grain. It's not what we do when left to our own devices. On the contrary, our primitive instincts cause us to gravitate toward friend before stranger, to alike before different. We have a tendency to associate with people who are similar to us. Take a look around, Exhibit A. (laughs) The phenomenon is called sorting, and we do it all the time. Which is why the biblical mandate to care for, to protect, to serve, and to welcome the stranger is so challenging, so very hard to implement. It is, nevertheless, what God asks of us. Somebody say amen. Caring for the stranger is a biblical mandate because it makes us better people. It makes our society, our city, our town, our village, our nation a kinder and more gracious place, more God-like. Well, I have great news for you. You are in Boston. Amen. And right about now, Boston is chock full of strangers. They are everywhere. They're the ones with sweat-wicking tights and reflective wind jackets. (laughs) I think they come from someplace called Adidas. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, what with all these strangers in town, I have really good news for you today. Recent studies indicate that talking to strangers can make us happier and nicer people, can make us mentally sharper and physically healthier, and are you ready for this, can make us more trustful and optimistic. I I don't know about you, but I could stand to be a little more trustful and optimistic about now. Well, it turns out that chatting with your local barista, greeting the guy you pass every day who runs the hot dog stand, Engaging the woman carrying a box of chocolates, making eye contact on the sidewalk with passers-by, talking with the homeless guy, striking up a conversation in the elevator, on the tea, in the lunch line. These can make you feel better and make you a more interesting human being and make you that much more friendly and pleasant. So if talking to strangers is so good for you and makes you actually feel good, as studies indicate, why don't we do it more often? Well, it turns out we don't interact much with strangers because one, we don't expect the stranger to like us. And we don't expect to like them. Ouch. Another study revealed what a psychologist has dubbed the lesser minds theory. The lesser minds theory goes like this, because we can't see what's happening in another person's mind, we tend to assume they are less sophisticated and more superficial than we are. So, for example, if you were to pass me by on on the sidewalk out there, not knowing me, having never seen me before, you are likely to assume I am less sophisticated and more shallow than you. Imagine that. With all this in mind, a psychologist created a conversational scavenger hunt for her students in her psychology class. And the scavenger hunt sent them out into the city, looking for different types of people with whom to strike up conversations. Artsy types, people who looked sad, people who were dressed fashionably, others who were tattooed, anyone sporting an especially striking tie, oh, and people in sweat-wicking tights from the land of Adidas. I just added that. But the results were overwhelming. Participants found it easier to strike up conversations with strangers than they had predicted it would be. The conversations they had lasted three times longer than they had predicted they would. Eighty percent reported they had learned something new from these conversations. Forty-one percent exchanged contact information. Some made friends. Others agreed to meet for coffee. One even went out on a date. I don't know what happened after that. (laughs) Moreover, upon their return from this exercise, the students reported that they felt cheered by the experience, buoyed and excited by it, even exhilarated and more confident in their social skills and eager to maintain the practice of talking to strangers in the future. Harriet Tubman was a fugitive slave who would become the most productive and certainly the most courageous conductor on the Underground Railroad. So great was she that she earned the moniker Moses. But here's the thing the very first time she crossed the line into freedom. She recalled, and I'm quoting now, I was free, I had crossed over, but there was no one to welcome me to the land of the free. I was a stranger in a strange land. So maybe you and I, by reaching out to a stranger, Maybe we can make amends for Harriet Tubman's experience all those years ago. Maybe we can be to another, to a stranger, what nobody was that day to Harriet Tubman. So here's your challenge. I know you've got a little challenge tomorrow, but here's your challenge for today. Make this city better. Make it kinder and more pleasant by doing what feels counterintuitive, what feels unnatural and awkward, what feels risky and hard. Try talking to strangers. Pierce the invisible barrier between you and another. Chances are those others are no shallower than you and I, amen. Chances are they'll respond to your overtures with equal measures of surprise and delight. Give it a try, if you would. Do it in memory and in honor of Harriet Tubman. Do it for yourself. Do it to make your environs more friendly and pleasant. Finally, do it for the sake of God. Amen.